Welcome to the second episode of Percy Jackson and the Absolute Analysis. Today we are back with Chapter 2, Three Old Ladies Knit the Socks of Death. And can I just mention that these names of the chapters are always so weird. Like, really weird. Something else I should mention that I don't believe I mentioned in the last episode is that Yancey is a boarding school. So it makes a lot more sense. Well, this chapter just makes more sense, I guess. Um... So it starts off with Percy still thinking, like, he's, like, in, what's the word? Like, in an illusion. He's, like, hallucinating, like, 24-7. Because he keeps trying to spring, like, these little questions about, like, Miss Dodds. Or he'll very carefully, like, put Miss Dodds in, like, conversation. And no one's remembering Miss Dodds at all. But Percy knows for sure that Grover is definitely lying. That he, Gro- he knows that Grover knows Miss Dodds. Oh. Uh. And then it says the freak weather kept continuing. Just freak weather just constantly. Which is very, very important in quite a little while more. And then he mentions a large amount of small planes going down the Atlantic, which the Atlantic is where, like, the Bremi... Bermuda Triangle is, so it makes sense. Percy's grades begin to drop. He's still just caught up in the Miss Dodds thing. And I would be too if my teacher tried to kill me. And then he gets a notice that he's not going to be invited back to Yancey for the next school year. And he starts thinking about his mom, and he really wants to go back to his mom's apartment. And yet he knows he's definitely going to miss Yancey and Grover. And he would definitely miss Mr. Brunner. Because uh, Mr. Brunner is like a father to him. So Percy was trying to study for his mytho- mythology class. Um, but he was unable to focus on his textbook. The words just kept moving around. So he decided to just take a walk through the hallways. And he started thinking of what he didn't want to do. And what he didn't want to do was getting was get an F on Brunner's quiz and let Brunner down. And just what Mr. Brunner says to Percy just means a lot to Percy. It just means a lot. Like, I cannot stress enough that they tried, or they tried, Rick Rorden tried to make Brunner seem like a father to Percy. Um... So, Percy's completely fine fa- failing anyone else's, really, but he just doesn't want to get an F on Brunner's quiz. Oh, I'm so tired, I keep yawning. So, while Percy's walking through the hallways, he overhears a conversation between Brunner and Grover discussing him. So, Percy decides to eavesdrop because he hears his name come out of Grover's mouth to Brunner, and he, you know, if you hear your best friend, your teacher, con- conversating about you, discussing you, um, you're gonna eavesdrop. So, Grover talks about it being a very bad idea for Percy to be alone over the summer due to a kindly one in the school, and it never really goes over what the kindly one is. Um, later, you do learn that it's Miss Dodds, she was the kindly one. And they keep going on talking about Percy, saying that, you know, they don't really need to worry about 
him seeing the kindly one, the mist will work its way. Yet again, not describing the mist. But, um, they said, you know, the mist will... It has already convinced everyone else that Miss Dodds never existed, and soon it'll convince Percy. Percy, Jesus Christ. Uh, Percy, that, that she didn't exist anyways, or either, and it was just a dream. I cannot speak. So, then Grover mentions that he's very worried about failing in his duties again. And Brenda reassures Grover and says, let's just worry about keeping Percy alive until next fall. And then I noted that Percy is the usual horror movie cliche. And he drops the mythology book that he was holding. Um, because he was just so startled. So Brenda and Grover are now on alert and they, you know, they know someone's there. So Percy hides in the nearest room that he can find. He hears the, he hears clopping, I believe was the word they used. Um, like of a horse, horse's hoofs. Um... So Brenner walks by the room, he goes back to Grover. No Oh my god, nothing much happens. I can't stop yawning. Oh my god. So then you know, they can't find Percy and Percy Oh, they can't find Percy for their confuming the horror movie cliche. It's the very cliche. Um so when Percy then stays in that room for quite a while just to make sure that they're gone and he's not going to be found out. And then he goes back to his room, and Grover's his roommate, so Grover's already there lying on his bed. And they both act like everything's fine and nothing happened. And then it really set in for Percy that he was actually in danger. And it's the next day, and Brenner says to Percy that it's probably best it doesn't come back to Yancey. And Percy is extremely hurt by this. Um, his eyes start to tear up, or I believe they used his eyes start to sting. <laughs> Brenner then, you know, realized his mistake, and he tried to backtrack, but Percy was already beginning to walk away, and just, it's so sad. It's so sad. Like, Brenner messed up. My, my Percy, no. So Percy goes back to his room, and he begins to pack all of his belongings, and he was really, um saddened to remember that he had to say goodbye to Grover but fortunately him and Grover are on the same way home so they both get on a greyhound to return home and Grover keeps glancing at the other passengers nervously and you know when Percy eavesdropped he heard about the kindly ones so he asked Grover if it was the kindly ones that he was looking for (laughs) and so Grover, like, flipped his crap and was like, what? What what do you mean? And Percy admits to, you know, eavesdropping, and Grover says that he has to protect Percy, um, which Percy found really weird, because he was like, no, I protect you. What do you mean? You can't protect me. You can't even protect yourself. Um, and then Percy wants to know, what, what, what does Grover need to protect me from? And then the bus breaks down, um, and... It smells like rotten eggs, and the dashboard billows black smoke, and it's very bad. Very, very bad. So all the passengers on the bus get off, and they're on a very long stretch of unpopular roads, so... Uh... I probably went into more detail, but I took it as, like, a two-lane road, and... Like, desert-style, man. 
And across the street, Percy sees three ancient old women at a fruit stand with no customers at all. And all three were knitting a giant sock made of electric blue yarn. And this giant sock, Percy said, looked like a sweater. So it's huge. And they all seem to be looking at Percy. And then the old lady in the middle takes out a huge pair of scissors and she cuts the yarn. And, um, Percy's like, Grover, are you seeing this? And Grover's like, oh no. Some traffic outside. Uh, so Grover urges Percy back onto the bus and, um, they just sit there on a really hot bus. Then everyone else gets back on the bus after they move a giant piece of metal from the engine, which they never explain how it got there. They, they, they just don't explain any of that. And, like, I would have liked to have at least some sort of explanation. Like, I don't know. Ah. You know, this is Percy Jackson. They don't need explanations. Uh, but whatever. So, then Grover asked Percy, you know, what'd you see? Like, tell me, man. And then Percy describes the old lady that cut the yarn. And Grover mutters that he doesn't want this to be like last time. He also mutters that they never make it past sixth grade, which is really sad because sixth grade is really young. I was 11 in sixth grade. Like, that would suck. Um, and then Percy asked if the snipping of the yarn meant that someone was going to die. And Grover looked at him mournfully as if he were looking at Percy already in a casket. And he didn't respond. And that's the end of the chapter. So, Percy's in some trouble. Not only does he have to worry about what his mom's going to say when he says, you know, he's not invited back at Yancey. Not only is he worried that Mr. Brunner's disappointed in him and Mr. Brunner doesn't want him at Yancey. But now he has to worry about dying because some weird old ladies cut a yarn. And he's still new to this whole entire world of not human things. Like, he's fought one, and he didn't even get, like, a full explanation from anyone. So it's like, oh my god. Like, what would I do in this situation? Like, if I was 12, Percy's age, what would I do? Because, like, I would be so traumatized? Yeah, traumatized. Just from having to fight Miss Dodds when I was 11. Like, having someone try and kill me? That's terrible. <laughs> and, like, his entire life has just been like this. Like, this is just normal for him. Like, bad things always happen to him. It's like, oh man. Like, that really does suck. <laughs> it really sucks. But yeah. This is the end of the chapter, so see you later.